Hey, how are you? I hope you are doing well. Hope you're having a great week. Saturday morning in Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to The Well. Let's spend 15 minutes talking about how to live wisely and faithfully in this often challenging culture we find ourselves in. And of course, let's talk about it from a Christian perspective. So this past week was the NBA draft. Did you watch that? That is like a tradition that my son and I have. We love to watch the NBA draft. I can remember um, when he was just a little guy, we'd watch it together. So we watched it together on Thursday night, and the star of the show was a man named Zion Williamson. You know who Zion Williamson is? He played for Duke University, which is the evil empire of college. But It's not, but it is in my book as a University of Kentucky fan. Zion played for Duke. He's from Spartanburg, South Carolina. And I have become a Zion Williamson fan of all the players in that draft. He is the one that just grabbed my attention, not because he is this amazing athlete. You know, he's, he's like six foot nine, 290 pounds, but he runs like a deer. He's an amazing athlete. But here's what I loved about him on Thursday night. After he was taken, number one overall, he's going to play in New Orleans. Everyone's celebrating Zion. What an otherworldly talent he is. He broke down in the interview after he was drafted whenever he started to thank his mother. Zion Williamson could have been puffed up, braggadocious, boastful. I'm going to make, literally he's going to make like $150 million playing basketball and with all the endorsements. And he'll probably make more than that down the road. You know what he did? He said thank you to his mom. And that melted my heart to see that young man express gratitude in the midst of all these accolades showering all around him or being showered upon him. You know, gratitude is good for you. And I want to talk about that today. There was an article not too long ago in Psychology Today titled Scientifically Proven Benefits of Gratitude. So let me tell you, scientifically what we know to be true about those of us who say thank you. Those of us who express gratitude. Here you go. When we say thank you, it opens the door to more relationships. In other words, when you and I thank an acquaintance, it encourages that acquaintance to have an ongoing relationship with us. We have more relationships when we are thankful people. Do you know that being thankful also improves your physical health? There was a study five years ago Fewer aches and pains are felt whenever we experience gratitude or when we express gratitude. We feel healthier and we want to exercise. It changes our disposition. Here's another one. It improves our psychological health because when we say thank you, it reduces toxic emotions like bitterness, anxiety, fear. Let's keep going. It also enhances empathy and reduces aggression. Being grateful is good for us. It improves our sleep. If you spend five minutes either jotting down or thinking about things you're grateful for before you go to sleep, you'll sleep better. It improves our self-esteem. Athletes who rely on believing they can do it were studied, and whenever they were grateful, like Zion Williamson, they had a higher self-esteem. And here's one more. It also increases your mental strength. After 9-11, a study was conducted of people who had gone through that terrible tragedy and that terrible act of violence. Those who expressed gratitude were those who were more resilient after 9-11. It is good for us to be grateful. 
And so as we talk in these next few weeks, I'm going to think about some words to grow by. And the words for today are simply thank you. It is good for you and me to to express gratitude. And what I want us to see is uh, that it is essential to having a healthy relationship with God and having a healthy relationship with the people around us. Here's what Paul wrote, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In other words, God says, well, here's what I want you to do. They're in the first century. They're, they're trying to figure out how to have a relationship with God, how to have a relationship in the church. And Paul says, here's what God wants you to know, that when you express thanks in all circumstances, that leads to you having a healthy relationship with me and also a healthy relationship with each other. That is my will for you. And so gratitude is not just based on how we feel, but did you catch what Paul wrote? Give thanks in what? In all circumstances. I mentioned last week that TED Talk that was uh, hosted by David Brooks. And what I didn't share was that in 2013, whenever David Brooks was, if you haven't listened to it, go back and take a, take a listen. 2013, he went through this, this soul-crushing period of loneliness in his life. And what brought him out of that was that on the weekends, he would go visit some friends of his who were fostering children. And as he visited them, he discovered that these children had a lot to teach him. And so every weekend, he would go visit these children and visit this family. And here were these children. They would run up to him. They would hug him. He would listen to them. They would share with him. And when he would leave, they would thank him profusely for giving them his time. Boy, there's something about giving people the gift of our time and actually listening to them, isn't there? And when Brooks would do that, he said their thanksgiving and their gratitude was almost contagious. And it literally changed his life. They were grateful even though they had no home. They had no parental supervision or parental love at that point in their lives. They didn't know where they were going to be a year from that date. And yet, what were they? They were grateful. And it changed Brooks's life. And I think being grateful will change your life and mine as well. Those two simple words, thank you. You know, Jesus taught us a lot about being grateful and a lot about saying thank you. In fact, he was Paul's inspiration because Jesus gave thanks in all circumstances. Three quick examples from the New Testament. When his best friend Lazarus died, uh, Jesus was obviously overcome with emotion. What's the shortest verse in the New Testament? Jesus wept. You know what he did the moment after he wept? He gave thanks to God. Father, I thank you. When Jesus celebrated the Passover feast with his disciples, the night he would be betrayed, the night he would be arrested, the day before he would go through the most physically and emotionally devastating experience a human being can go through. He, he knew he was going to be arrested, tried, beaten, and crucified, nailed to a cross. What did he do that night when he was with his disciples? He took the bread, and what did he do? He gave thanks to God. And of course, the other example is one that I want to talk about in just a minute, so hold that thought. But for Jesus, saying thank you was something to do in all circumstances. It was just who he was. But for us, sometimes saying thank you is kind of obligatory. I mean, how many of, have you ever given a child a gift and the child receives the gift 
and the parent looks down at the child and what does the parent say? What do you say? And the child says, thank you. You know, and it's not sincere and we know that it doesn't mean a whole lot. It's like an obligation. It's graduation season. Uh, someone you know probably received a bunch of graduation gifts. After receiving those graduation gifts, what must that grad now do? Write thank you notes. How many of them are looking forward to writing thank you notes? Not many of them. And yet when we receive a thank you note, it means a lot to us if we've given a gift. But for Jesus, saying thank you wasn't something to be said out of duty or obligation. It wasn't something he just, no one said, now what do you say? No, for Jesus, it was evidence of what he knew to be true. That life is a gift every day, everything, every moment. It's all a gift given by a good and powerful and loving and gracious God. And as people who follow Christ, we can take that even a step further and say every day is a gift. And we know that eternity is a gift because what God has done for us. And if we have that welling up inside of us, we just feel moved to say thank you. So I did some research this week. Let me ask you a question. What do you think? Is being grateful a natural disposition or is it a learned trait? In other words, are we born being people who are prone to say thank you or are we born as people who are prone not to say thank you? I mean, we all have our different personalities, right? Some of us are more upbeat and cheerful and positive. Others of us are more sanguine and withdrawn and quiet. That's just kind of how we're born. But what about when it comes to being grateful? What do you think? I mean, for me, it was a coin flip. I just did the research. But here's what I learned, that when you and I are grateful people, that is a learned trait. That is a learned characteristic. That's good news. But it also means that none of us have an excuse. We are all able to express gratitude. The last story from the New Testament I want to talk about in terms of Jesus expressing gratitude is going to take us one step further in what it means to say thank you. So there's a story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. All these people are gathered. They're listening to him speak. And the day is almost over. And they're all hungry. And there's no food. And Jesus basically says, what are we going to do with all these people? And one of his disciples, Philip, says, you know, it would take like a year's wages for us to even let everyone have just one bite of bread. There's nothing we can do. You see, Philip knew most people in that day lived in poverty. They relied on the largesse. Uh, from the wealthy minority. And so he, he saw that situation, hungry people, 5,000 of them, needing something to eat, no food, and it was just impossible. Then there was the other disciple, Andrew, who is really one of my favorites, maybe even my favorite disciple. Andrew came up to Jesus and said, well, I mean, here's a little possibility. There's this boy, he's got five loaves and two fish. Andrew saw that maybe something could happen. And in the biblical text, it's in John chapter 6, John gives us a little more detail about the bread and the fish. The bread was made of barley, and that was the bread of the poor. It, was, it would be in, in our lives like a slice of you know, generic white bread, not some wonderful artisan sun-dried tomato basil, pesto, you know, the good stuff, jalapeno, cheddar, all that good stuff. And the fish, we're told they were small. We're not talking about a, a, you know, a nice piece of salmon or tuna. No, think about like two little sardines. It was a paltry lunch. It was an ordinary lunch. And that's important to note. 
because here's what Jesus did. After he received that bread and that, those fish, Jesus basically had everybody sit down and then he looked up into heaven. He took the loaves and he gave thanks. Notice what he did first. He gave thanks first and then the miracle occurred. Now normally you and I would say thank you after the miracle. Okay, we see the gift, we see the blessing. By the way, God, thanks a lot for that. No, Jesus took this paltry, ordinary lunch, looked to heaven, gave thanks first in advance, and then he distributed it. Now, why did he give thanks first? Key here to think about, again, as we try to think about living wisely and faithfully. Why did he give thanks first? Because he knew God had already provided he knew that God's generosity is greater than our need. I'm going to repeat that. It is so essential. He gave thanks to God first because he knew that God had already provided. And he knew that God's generosity is greater than any human need that could possibly be had. Remember this Jesus. He's also the one who said, Consider the birds of the air. They don't sow. They don't reap. They don't store their food in barns. And yet your Father feeds them. You see, I believe we are to be thankful to God in all seasons because we understand that God has already provided for us. He has already provided for your every need. You know, in my own personal life, I've been trying to thank God for small things and, of course, large things as well. For example, at mealtime, I used to just thank God for the food. But now I'm saying, God, thank you for this food that tastes good, that nourishes our bodies, Thank you, God, for the place where we get to eat this food. Thank you, God, for the people I get to eat it with. And you know what I'm noticing? The more I thank God for the details, the small things, the more blessed I feel. It's an amazing thing. And so here's, here's, a, here's a key point. A vague thank you, I believe, leads to a vague or generic sense of being blessed. But a specific thank you leads to a specific sense of being blessed because we can see those blessings. Flesh it out a little bit. I mean, have you ever just said, God, thank you for everything? And the, the result of that is, okay, I'm fine. Everything's okay. But if you and I say, God, thank you for A, B, C, and D, that makes us develop a special appreciation for A, B, C, and D. And when we see A, B, C, and D, we feel blessed. And so we not only thank God in all seasons, but we also thank God in advance because God knows what you need. God knows what is best for us. God will provide. Maybe not as we want Him to, but God will indeed provide for us. When I was young, I, I was, had a girlfriend, and um, we, I really thought she was great. And I remember thanking God that, you know, or praying to God, oh, please let this just end up in a marriage and that's what I prayed for and it didn't end up in a marriage she found a better offer and uh, which she really did she found a better offer but you know what I learned God had already provided someone better for me I just didn't know her yet and if we can keep that in mind we can thank God for his provision in advance let me just say one more thing about that the words thank you they grow us closer to God they grow us closer to each other. Remember number one in that list of scientifically proven reasons for gratitude or benefits of gratitude 
is that it opens the door to relationships. It opens the door to your relationship with God when you say thank you to God. Have you ever had someone you know receive a gift from you? Or you've done something kind for someone you know and that person did not say thank you? How'd you respond to that? My hunch is you might have felt a little angry, um, a little resentful, and you might have even said, I'll never do that again. That's the last time I provide a gift for that person. That's our natural response. Imagine having that same response from God. God has given us all these wonderful things to enjoy. Life is a gift from this powerful, good, and loving God. And we don't take the time to say thank you. It will erode that relationship. Gratitude is essential to our relationship with God. And let's just also say it's essential to our relationship with the people around us. We have to learn to say thank you. Because when we don't, it can lead again to those feelings of resentment and bitterness. It can lead to those feelings of, I'll never do that again. And so words to grow by. Thank you. I hope that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend, that everything goes well for you, and that you find someone to thank. Have a great day. Bye now.